This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Horton Tucker takes it to the rack. And a nice follow by LeBron James, who's now got 10 points. And Chris Paul is down in pain. Oh, boy. Holding his right shoulder up by his neck. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. I just kept thinking of myself, get through the game. Uh, I know I got a great team around me, people that help me work on my body and stuff like that all the time, as well as the science organization. So I'll be all right. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. CP3 says he's good to go. A lot of people jumping on the Lakers series price as they trail 1-0 in the best of seven. Download the BetQL app today. Use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps you beat the sports books and assist sports bettors of all types. From the first time bettors to hardcore, make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. Promo code daily, 20% off any subscription. Welcome to your Monday. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat here on BetQL Daily. We're live on the Bet 1430 in Denver. 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, Chicago's new home for wagertainment in 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles, Odyssey app, Odyssey Sports YouTube page on Twitter, at BetQL Daily. Hey, we, we got eight series going, Orvi, and we've got two games tonight. What's up with that? I know, man. It's kind of disappointing, isn't it? I was, I was yeah. hoping for three games, at least four games, and also – uh, I think we only got one baseball game today as well. That's the problem. One? Like, oh, you mean during the day? I mean daytime games, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the problem, man, on Mondays. <laughs> it's like the weekend, we're just spoiled, especially now with PGA, the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs with these games tipping off at noon or 1 p.m. And then uh, Monday hits, and it's like a rude awakening. Is no action, and I don't really I actually. I, I don't mind it, actually. There's plenty of action. We've got five hockey games, so, you know, we're, we're – being a little ridiculous, but I am surprised that we've got eight series going on. It's the third day of the real NBA playoffs and only two games, but it's all right. After that overload over the weekend, and we ease things into the week uh, with Major League Baseball, One, you're right, one afternoon game, you know, half the teams are playing. It's okay. It's all right. We're, it's not like we won't be betting on things tonight. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, because a lot of people like that have been calling into our local show in Milwaukee have been complaining about the NBA playoffs, how long they take, and like, I get it. You know, but I love it, man, especially this year with this much. What do you mean? Like it's going to be months before we get a champion? No. Yeah. Like it drags on and on and on. Like the first round takes like two weeks and people have a problem with that, especially because like historically the first round matchups are terrible. But this year it's different, man. Like you can make the case for three or four dogs to win their series. 
they're seriously complaining about that two two days into the NBA playoffs. We want to yeah. s- skip ahead to the conference finals. Like, slow down, slow down. Uh, Bucks fans should be a little worried about the Miami Heat, and it wouldn't surprise me if Milwaukee uh, takes them in uh, five games. Well, let's get into that series, actually. Yeah. Uh, anyways, because that's uh, the first game of the night. We've got uh, the Bucks and Heat. Milwaukee fared by four and a half. Total of two twenty-two and a half. If you want to jump on Miami. Moneyline, it is plus 160 over at points, but we all know by now game one Milwaukee took, but it, uh, they had to go to overtime, 109-107. Middleton leads the way with 27 points. Giannis, 26 points, 18 boards. Holiday with 20. Lopez with 18. Dragic, he came off the bench to score 25. Duncan Robinson with 24. Um, so that, that game one, you've got Miami covering. Mm-hmm. And the under hits. You don't see a lot of unders hit the NBA when a game goes to overtime, but that's what we saw in game one. And the biggest thing that stands out was the Bucks win despite shooting 16% from the outside. Bucks dominated the paint, but they couldn't hit an outside shot and they still win in overtime. If you're being realistic, as a Bucks fan, you've got to think, okay, we shot like that. We stole one. No, and Joe, those are the games that for the last three years since Mike Budenholzer has become the head coach, you know, even when they were winning 62 games, those are the games that they lost. Christmas Day a couple of years back against Philadelphia, Philadelphia shoots 50% from three, and they blow the Bucs out. Look at in the bubble last year, that's how Miami beat the Bucs. It, was, it wasn't even like Jimmy Butler had a couple nice games. Bam Adebayo was dominant on the boards, but it was Tyler Hero – it was Goran Dragic, and it was Duncan Robinson who had another huge game one yes. that killed the Bucks. Now the Bucks are winning these games, and that's a good sign if you're a Bucks fan because, like, that's what Coach Bud does. He treats the NBA like it's 1994, like teams are only shooting seven threes a game. He takes away the rim. They got dominant rim protectors in Giannis, in Brooke Lopez. P.J. Tucker's a solid, uh, you know, defensive asset. Obviously, that they add Drew Holiday's probably the best perimeter defender uh, is a guard in the league, and. They give up a lot of open threes. They gave up a lot of open threes again on Sunday, like Goran Dragic had a couple open ones from the corner. He had a nice game. But the Heat made 23s. The Bucs only made five. They shot 16%. Miami shot 40% from three. They still lost the game. Giannis struggled. He missed 16 shots from the field. A lot of those in the paint, easy looks. And he was terrible from the free throw line. I think that that's a good sign for the Bucs that like if they won that game shooting yep. that terribly, I think they win tonight and they cover. And I think they're going to take this series in five. I think Miami may steal one like game three with the crowd being back at Miami. I really like the Bucs in this series. It's always interesting when you have, of course, in these series, you have rematch after rematch after rematch, especially when it's when it's at the same arena. So mm-hmm. based on the number we have this morning, four and a half close for game one, it was five and a half. So they're bringing it down a little bit. Advantage Bucks, or it helps the Bucks, you think, or they're just adjusting uh, to what they saw. Um, the total is pretty far down. Like I mentioned, that it goes under, even though it went to overtime in Game One. The total closes two twenty-seven in Game One, and uh, here on Monday morning, it's two twenty-two and a half. Two twenty-two and a half. That that's my first look on this. Is I, I would lean Bucks with you. Yeah, but um, I would also go under. You'd go under again, okay? Yeah, that yeah. and the thing, man. These are two like the Bucks 
the last two years have been the best defensive rated team in the league. This year they took a big step back, but also like this year was really a weird year. I mean, as we've all known with COVID, but also like with them kind of getting used to, they've really had, there's been like two different Bucks teams. I mean, they went into well, they've the, been They've been trying different things. Like they've been using right. the regular season to figure, th- try and figure things out in the playoffs. We'll see if it actually works. Yeah. In like the last couple of weeks, like we've seen the adjustments that uh, Budenholzer's made in the fourth quarter. Will he, he will actually rotate like PJ Tucker in and out of the game. And you're going to want PJ Tucker in this game a lot. I mean, Jimmy Butler was 0 for 6 from the floor, I believe, when PJ Tucker was covering him, was guarding him. So I think we'll see a lot of him. But they're just really trying to figure things out because they've really had two different rosters. They lost a bunch of guys from last year's team. They brought in a bunch of free agents that didn't end up working out for them. Tory Craig. DJ Augustine, they had to package those guys. They have like a whole new team. So they're starting to figure things out defensively, really building their identity. So I'd probably lean the under. The only thing that would scare me would be the three-point shooting, just that the Bucs did shoot 16% because they had good looks. that right. they honest had some easy looks that he missed under the rim. If they hit those, you know, that would concern me, but I'd probably lean under with you as well because these are two good defensive teams. It's the playoffs. It's a half-court game. They're going to slow things up. Um, yeah. Here's the, I mean, it just really – I was wondering about it going into the series, and we saw it a couple of times at the end of regulation and in overtime in this one. In a gotta-have-it possession – here's the problem with the with the Heat. Gotta-have-it possession. Where are you going? Where are you right. going? Milwaukee, you know what you're doing, you know? And there are – you know, Drew Holiday, too, he could make a big shot for you or make a big play. But gotta-have-it possession, Jimmy. Like really? Yeah. No, no, that's th- that ain't it. That's not going to get it done. So that's why I don't have much faith in Miami. Same here, man. And I've always said the same thing. Like Miami, and I said this last year, and I was completely wrong because they eliminated the Bucks in the second round. They went all the way to the finals. But I don't want to call it a fluke. But they were a different team in the bubble. They're a superstar away though. Jimmy Butler will never be the best player on a championship team. In the fourth quarter, you need a Kyrie Irving. You know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the Bucks' problem though too. Is Giannis like he's 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 a two time MVP. He could get you 30 a night, but in the fourth quarter, you don't want the ball in his hands necessarily because he's so sloppy sometimes with the handles. And when they collapse on him, he turns the ball over. I I guess you want it to be Drew Holiday. I think the second best player in this series, people laugh when I say this, is Chris Middleton. I mean, he hit the game winner. That's the guy I want with the ball in in, in my hands. And I think advantage Milwaukee there. That's why I do like the Bucs to advance. A couple player props I kind of like. Why why do people laugh at you? Do they say Jimmy's the best, second best player? Joe Middleton, it's like honestly, no nobody likes Chris Middleton around here. They think he's overpaid. Why? He did get a max oh, contract, not not the Giannis super max, because yeah. he's consistent. 50, 40, 90 isn't good enough for them, you know, because he will score 30, but then the next night he will score 11 on four of 17 shooting, like every other player in the NBA. I just ask people, I'm like, what's the difference between Middleton and Paul George? Like, if you want to talk about inconsistency, it's the perception of max contract, you got to be a superstar. It's Idiotic. Okay, uh, quickly, Bucks threes. That's where we want to go, right? They're, they shot 16% in game one. They're going to do better than that. And Middleton, two and a half. Giannis, one and a half. DiVincenzo, one and a half. Forbes, one and a half. Where are we going? Okay, so Forbes was 0 for 3 in game one. I would probably stay away from him just because, like, when he's not hitting shots, there's, nece- there's like, no reason for him to be on the floor. He's way too small. He's a liability defensively. I'd probably stay away from him. By default, Dante DiVincenzo is the starting two guard on this team, even though he may be the worst two guard in the league. I would rather yeah. have Jonathan out there, and that's saying a lot. I'd probably lean Dante over one and a half tonight because they so seem- juiced. What is it at? 
inc- I mean, depending where you look, like they put it at a ridiculous number, like minus one seventy five. Okay, probably gonna stay away then. But I was gonna say, I mean, the Heat are gonna build that wall. They're gonna collapse on Giannis, take the pain away. He's gonna have to drive and kick out. I think Dante will get some open looks. Um, see, what what if you see it where it isn't juice and it goes to two and a half later today? What would you think about it? Two and a half, I don't like as much. I'd probably stay away, and I'd probably lean, you know, Middleton or Drew. Middleton or, or and Drew Holiday are going to get the field goal attempts. They're both going to get 19, 20 field goal attempts probably tonight, I would assume. Um, if anything, man, I'd probably target Giannis, Giannis points after, granted, like, if you look at the statute, if you just look at the box score, you're like, oh, Giannis went off for 20-plus and 14 rebounds. That's a good night. He was terrible in that game. He, I have never seen this in NBA history. He got the 10-second violation at the free throw line. He took too long to shoot a free throw. He was bad in that game. What about like, Robinson threes? Do we have to go to that? Yeah, he owns the Bucks. Robinson, and then um, what's Tyler Hero looking at? I didn't find a number on Tyler Hero. I could see him having a bounce back game because he struggled in that first game. There's just certain guys that are buck killers. Um, Goran Dragic, I would look at his threes. Um, if you don't want to play Dragic, I would probably look at Duncan Robinson and then Tyler Hero. Those three guys absolutely kill the Bucks. They have since last year in the bubble. Guards. <laughs> yeah, guard. Yeah. Look, look, look at the heat backcourt if you're uh, looking at doing something there. Okay. Right. Um, anything else on this game before we move on? Yeah, really quickly. I do kind of like um, Brooke Lopez tonight, over four and a half rebounds. He's had six-plus rebounds in six of his last seven games. He had eight rebounds in game one. I know some people will like laugh because it's Brooke Lopez, the only seven-footer that doesn't look to rebound. But against the Heat, man, his last eight games against Miami – He's yeah. went over six rebounds in seven of the last eight. So I think that's a low number for a seven-footer. He's going to get a lot of run. They'll rotate him in, in and out with P.J. Tucker. But you'll see a lot of Brooke Lopez. So it's juice minus 135, but I like uh, Lopez over four and a half boards tonight. Nuggets are down 1-0, and they are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Total 227, game number two against the Blazers. Lillard and Jokic each scored 34 in game one. Uh, Lillard... 13 assists, Jokic 16 rebounds. But what really stood out is Jokic only had one assist in the game. One assist. That uh, that that was just unbelievable. Where are we looking in uh, Portland, Denver? Don't we have to go Nuggets? I think we have to because you expect them to even up the series. Because, Joe, if they lose this game, they are cooked, man. If they go down 2-0 at home and have to head back to Portland, facing Dame and CJ on the road, yeah. and they're yeah. screwed. I like the Nuggets. Michael Porter Jr. was one for 10 from three. So I would lean the Nuggets in the over because I do expect a much better offensive performance. And then I'd look at Jokic's assists. I know they're going to need him to score more. That's the problem, like buying into the Nuggets right now without Jamal Murray. Guard play is so important in the playoffs, and they just don't have it without him. Uh, But Jokic is going to have to be more of a facilitator tonight rather than a score because that's when they're at their best. If you think Jokic is going to facilitate more tonight, um, Different books are posting different numbers. Some have six and a half up right now. Some have seven and a half. What do you think about Compazzo assists if it is not Jokic? Yeah, what's that number? Five and a half, five and a half. Ooh, I'd probably lean Jokic, man. That's a discount. Usually we'll get nine and a half and tens with him. I'll take a six and a half or a seven and a half. Uh, Lillard, three and a half threes. Love it. Absolutely. He's going to have to figure out. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about both of these games as the show continues. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. this is a BetQL Daily coming up next. Five NHL playoff games today. We've got five of them. Sony Banks, Pro Better, 
on the Stanley Cup playoffs. He's going to drop by next. Give us his plays of the day in the BetQL Audio Network.